0: Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place where bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your Red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello, hello there, my beautiful women of the Red podcast, all of you extraordinary women who are standing on the edge of the evolutionary world, the heart of consciousness that wants to be birthed within all of us. Yeah, that's who we are. I am back in this season of the Red Podcast, and I'm so excited because I've been wanting to interview this sister of mine for a long time, and we've been we've been trying to find each other across many places, many worlds, many dimensions. So today I have with me Achintia Davy. Hello, my love.
1: Mm, hello, Elaine Kalila. I'm so honored and thrilled to be here and that we have found the divine moment (laughs) and hello to all of you who are listening and joining with us in this moment
0: now. Well you can find out all about Achintia on the show notes but I want to let you know about what I love about Achintia. There's many many things. We share so much in common. Both of us were trained as 13 moon priestesses Uh, back in the day. Achintia has a rose priestess school where she trains and works with priestesses in the lineage of the Rose, of the Magdalene Heart, of bringing those beautiful teachings through to the world. And she has a very large and very beautiful community of sisters. And she's just a sister who kind of mirrors a lot of the work that I've been doing in the world. And one of the reasons, I mean, there's many reasons why I wanted to have you come on, sweetheart. But one of the reasons is because I do feel like um there is this kind of attention point or this focal point that has been rising around the Magdalene consciousness in the last, I don't know, year really intently. It's been for quite a few years, but this year, I don't know about you, but I seem to turn every which way and it's like, there she is and there she is and there she is. And there she is. So, and I know that you've been teaching through that lens for a very long time and have been embodying her in that way. And I, I'm super curious about what you think. Um, what, Yeah, why is she arising in our consciousness? What has that got to do with us being called forward as leaders, as women in, in the world? And wherever you want to start in there, we'll just begin and see what she wants to weave through us.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Wow, what a important question for all of us right now and especially yes those who are called to her who she is calling to and that's really the thing it's really a isn't uh, that the truth <laughs> <laughs> and wow so when I think about this I guess I go to a a dove's eye view in the <laughs> time in the time space continuum that we're currently in right now and recognizing mm-hmm. that in this earthly timeline that we have chosen to incarnate, when we look to sort of this galactic perspective of seeing where we are within the solar system, within the galaxy, in the evolution of the celestial cosmos, we're moving into the photon band. All of this light within our universe that is a part of the natural Mm, And celestial and cyclical pathway. So as the tenant of above and so below, Mm. above in the way of the stars, then to the below here on earth, and how this is connected to the uniqueness of our soul's incarnation. Wow, we are at a timeline where we are not only witnessing, but we're here to be a part of the crumbling and the tower falling of the distortions that have been in place on this planet for thousands of years. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there's such a massive call of the Magdalene consciousness right Mm -hmm. now because many of us have taken vows of devotion for lifetimes. I mean, I feel like I could cry right now. And many of us carry um, Mm -hmm. the tools and the embodiment of the rose, of the chalice, of the sword, to very much be the embodiment of the Magdalene consciousness, which is essentially that of the great Sophia, of the mother energy that has been exiled, the goddess that has been ripped out of the temples, and therefore, you know, half of creation (laughs) in our world. And so, of course, We're living in a timeline where we see so much that is not working. We see so much that is simultaneously blossoming and awakening. And so I think it's very important to bring this forth because we get to see from this larger perspective what is taking place and therefore in her calling to us why that is. And to me, I think one of the most prevalent pieces of this that can be condensed and distilled is is to truly walk the way of love. And yes. what and what does that mean for you? What does that yeah. mean for me and recognizing the unique gifts, mm-hmm. passions, wisdom that are really here to be, you know, woven mm-hmm. into this greater tapestry of mm-hmm. this unique timeline. So that's really why a part a, a big way of why I feel she's calling to us because, you know, each of us do have a unique soul contract and a mission to fulfill, both on the personal realm and mm. the realms, but then also, you know, as we are woven together in this legacy of rebirth of the divine feminine in unification with the divine masculine and what that truly actually means for our world and for all, all of us on our personal journeys. Mm. Mm.
0: You know, there's something you just said that I'm really sitting with because, and it's about the photon download, Mm. the light download. And the reason I think that caught my attention, Achintia, is because there's been something I've been aware of in my own consciousness, and I've just been sort of sitting with it, which alchemically speaking, I would say the vessel is being heated (laughs) (laughs) on all levels. You know, we talk about climate change. We talk about the the way in which the world is expressing that, Mama Gaia is expressing that. And we talk about the the necessity in alchemical work for there to be a, an application of heat to the vessel that aids in the process of enlightenment, of more light being able to come into the vessel, the purification. So there's something, I'm grokking it all right now because I feel like there's a, there's something going on with the Magdalene consciousness, which we could akin it to Isis consciousness. We could akin it to Asherah, you know, to all of the great goddess cultures, all the way back to the Sophia, the light mother, the mother of all that is to do with an awakening of consciousness at a cellular level in our bodies. And I, I wonder. I, I'm just sort of musing on that with you. I don't know what the question is even. I'm just sort of throwing it back to you to see what might rise <laughs> rise from you in response to this pressure that so many of us are feeling. That is in her Gaia, in Gaia Sophia, Gaia herself. That's translating into our bodies and kind of what you make of that. Because I think we're all feeling it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is this is it. This is the core, truly. Right. So, okay, so let's go there. We're here on Gaia. Let's go to her core. Right. So her core is iron that is shifting to gold.
0: Ooh, let's just, can we just slow that image down for a moment? Because you just got every bump in my body goosebumping. Iron shifting to gold. Now, I want to cry when you say that. And I don't even know why, yet wow thank you for that Mm -hmm. so i'm sorry to cut you you (laughs) we can both have a moment with it
1: (laughs) this is why we're here so you know oh yeah i'm I'm honoring the tears that are flowing through both of us right now and yeah it's um I think it's a profound recognition to go there in, we have this tenant as I shared as above, so below. Okay, so there's within, so without, so within the earth's core and she being our earth mother. Right. Right, The, the literal embodiment of the divine feminine as a being, as a celestial being. And of course, for me, this is as well Venus and it is their dance and it is their relationship. And so Venus has a massive part Mm. to play in all of this, but let's just go to the earth for right now is the recognition that she's our home planet. This is where we are living. And so recognizing that as we move Mm. into more and more light, the earth, we are in an evolutionary experience. And so of course there's, so much mystery that's here it's like what's gonna happen but i think this is what you were just saying and why these tears have come forth is that it's like oh this is a part of the destiny this is a part of therefore the prophecies this is a part of a destination of sorts but as we know it's the journey not the de- not just the destination but essentially to recognize then as you've shared this is really all alchemy right yeah. so it's like, the parts of ourselves that are shifting in a cellular place within into that plasma. You know, we are in a Um. literal physical, um, divine fire, the light to be all who we are truly meant to be. We are. And, and this is where this is, you know, the journey of reclamation
0: mm-hmm. the
1: journey of purification of regeneration of exaltation sharing more about that i think in another <laughs> in like further details but just bringing that um that awareness right now that the element of fire that is connected to light is simultaneously it's an element that's physical but it's also where the spirit comes in. So it's that that pathway, right? And the, and then when we think of that light of that photon band, more information, light consciousness. And it's not information, you know, just of of data that is stagnant, but is intelligence. Right. So right. if we're moving through this, which we are, this massive global initiation, I believe it is something that I, you know, at least I can I know this in my own bones from experience that it's like this is why I'm here to be yeah. a part of this great birthing, rebirthing. What will this look like? What will this feel like? So much is a mystery, but I believe it's massive part of why you and I are connecting right now and the work that we mm-hmm. are being and doing right now, which is yeah. a part of then of course she you know, that uh-huh. she being the initiator, yeah. uh, architect, <laughs> um, supporter, catalyzer, and so many different facets of, of our evolutionary shift, which is not, I believe, just conceptual, but literally, you know, it's yeah. on all levels. That's so right. it, it is physical.
0: That's right. Wow. So this is the thing that I'm sitting with, Chintia, and I want to just weave us all together for a moment here because I know for those of you who listen to this podcast, you're listening because you're listening to find this storyline, this weave of what is emergent, would we call, from our collective, you know, because we're in a collective field. And those of us who are drawn to the magdalene or drawn to the way of love or drawn to the rose or the sword or the chalice or the Gnostic teachings or the the, the mm-hmm. pre-Christian teachings or the Egyptian teachings or to to the Cathars or, you know, all of these different ways into the same Um, information or even to all of the things that predate this with the Venusian mysteries and the 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 Rose Venus and the Inanna mysteries and that you know all of it is coming to us now lit up in an intricate web work that we've been talking about a lot here on the Red Class podcast for the whole of the last year and one of the things that you've just said Accentia that I think is so well not just that Pure a pearl which is you know the iron ore is turning into gold ore like we are literally and if we think about that as not just a metaphor but an alchemical process that is actually happening within our bodies we are refining we're in a refiner's fire and one of the cards I pulled a card from the Magdalene Rose Oracle deck before we came on and the card we were given today to help focalize what we're to talk about was the card of the sword, which I had no surprise about whatsoever, because I know you're in a very powerful initiation right now. For those of you who don't know this, Achintia lives on Maui. And for those of you who know, Maui has experienced a horrific experience of fire and great destruction. And so you're literally in that right now, my love. And I, I know that that's part of what you're sitting in, in this moment. And we're all, you know, sitting in the fire of this initiation on planet Earth, on Mama Gaia's body, where, where there is nowhere to escape what is happening. You, there's nowhere to go on this planet where you are not going to be affected by this alchemical shift that we're in. And so I was saying to you, um, and I'm just going to presence them, that the Magdalene, for me, one of her faces is that of the sovereign queens, of the queens who have stood in the face of adversity, who've been here throughout history, the rise and fall of civilizations. They've come, they've been willing to be the courage and the nobility to stand in the face of the apparent destruction and to hold the vision of what is coming. And I just, I'm super curious, what do you make of this sword that we pulled today? What do you want to speak into around that that sword of consciousness, sister?
1: Yeah, I'm so grateful to Magdalene for giving us that as a focalization point. Yeah. And, um, it's really profound, the sword in this way. One of the things that stands out the most for me right now, and there's a couple, so we'll begin with hmm. that of the sword being one of the sacred tools of the priestess and of the queen that is truly to protect the sacred And so when I think of what is happening on Maui, as an example, is that, of course, there were fires, you know, uh, in three main locations on the island. Our home was just spared. The fires that happened in Lahaina that created that mass devastation, um, there is a very strong need right now to protect the sacred. That is a very... Important axis, mundi point for the world that is very much connected to the dragon queens. And Magdalene is a dragon queen, is specifically connected to Kihavahine. And so when we go to that of the dragon lineage, Magdalene is right there. This part of this primordial power, which in my experience in my relationship with Magdalene is her sharing with me that her consciousness has been one of the primal earth mothers to support that the the birthing of the consciousness on planet earth. And so when we go into the power of the dragon, which does breathe fire, it is here where we hold the sword of which where we are then forged in these fires. And it is the fires that bring forth, as we were speaking about, Mm -hmm. um, the importance of emergency so just she's guiding me to share this piece of emergency to emerge to emerge and see that there is something Mm. that is imminent and pressing and needed to change and so when we look to this as this example on Maui that this place of Lahaina that is a historic town for the Hawaiian people and for our world because of the energy that it holds there there is an energetic there to distribute information that is connected to the depths of the inner earth waters. So this is really, I guess, where I can say like where fire and water meet for the premise of what I'm about to share, which is, you know, that um, protecting the sacred then on Maui in this way is, okay, if there's going to be, so we just have to first actually just honor that right now there's a time of massive grief. There's a time of, Um, collective grief and personal grief and so you know there's such sensitivity that, that is here for me personally in the collective with friends with you know beloved ones on the island and of course we know that there will be a quote rebuild of lahaina so my prayer along with so many others and then the act of devotion here through right action to protect the sacred so when we look to lahaina itself that there is a very sacred site that has been covered over by cement, by baseball fields, tennis court, et cetera. And so what lies underneath there is a very special place of these wetlands that were the inner earth waters. So not just the waters, you know, however many hundreds of feet, but we're talking inner earth waters. And very interestingly that this year, especially, and this has been happening for some time, but in my recent pilgrimages to southern france recent the, of this year and in, in previous years it has been the inner earth waters that have been deeply the, the consciousness of them deeply coming forth into my awareness which is linked with the dragons so the dragons that are of the inner earth waters and also of the fires and so that alchemy so we'll just take a side tangent just for a moment here, which is when we bring right the fire and the water together, that fire that heats up the water to create the steam, to then draw out the impurities for the purification, for the generation, regeneration, for the ultimate exaltation of truth to prevail. That is the sword, the sword that truth and, and this, this tenet that I feel so deeply connected with, which is that truth always prevails and and truth being a part of love. So when I think of that with the queen and the sword here, it's that there is a personal and a collective responsibility to protect the sacred. And how can I, how can you, how can we then walk forth in in actualizing that? Mm. And for ourselves, you know, we can take Mm -hmm. that as protecting the sacred of our time and energy and family resources locally, and then also globally. And then, of course, this goes into the greater wielding of, of what true power is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's so many, there's so many pieces to what you've just said that are so important and so rich and so much part of the creation and destruction cycle, the you know, what we know about life, death and rebirth and the Magdalene is, for me, a lineage that connects us directly into the magic that we hold as being ones who are creatrixes, who are here to consciously create. Right. And who are here to go through the conscious death process in life in order to be born again that original term of born again that was taken Mm -hmm. by Christians and and evangelized as being their message, what they, from my lensing and from my own work, that second birth or that birthing into our conscious selves, where we now recognize we are completely, completely at choice in terms of what we choose to do or how we choose to think about, or how we choose to respond to what comes towards us. And the wake up call that you're talking about in terms of recognizing where we have literally been, you know, where the sacred sites have been defamed, where they have been, where the feminine has been defamed, but with it, the the idea of the sacred has been ridiculed and abused and pushed aside. And all in the name of money or advancement in technology or control over nature, whatever you want to call it, patriarchy, right? Mm. I think that we're all having, you know, I, and I said this to someone the other day, you know, for me, the Magdalene consciousness was epitomized in the Me Too movement. It was epitomized in the Black Lives Matter movement. Magdalene is by nature an activist. She carries a sword of truth and there is a, sp- there is an aspect to her that is this powerful, and I really have connected to this too, Dragon Mother, where, you know, this is not, this is not a, an airy fairy penitent whore. Mm-mm. This is not, this is the energy of creation itself in yes. the earth. Yes. Right. And it's, and it's the primordial creative, which we see everywhere. This planet, she will rebirth herself. She is, she is perseverant and ten- tenacious and And she will keep on evolving and changing according to what needs to happen, right? That's Magdalene consciousness. That's the queen that stands in the face of adversity and says, yeah, I see that's crumbling. I see that's falling apart. And and we need to grieve it. We need to scream it. We need to let it through us and be aware that the birth portal is right there because something is about to come in that we cannot even yet see, but it's coming. And I really feel like that's the training. That we're in the training we're in is can we stay present to it all in love and be present to what next gets created through Absolutely. the destruction. So I really just want to honor what you're saying, Achintia. And I, I'm curious in your own world right now with, cause Achintia is not even in Maui. She didn't manage to get back there yet. And I, I'm just sort of wondering, you're in a personal initiation, not just you know, not just a a global initiation. So what is this for you personally in Mm. this moment?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's layers here that feel um, that I have already been through and then what is going to come. And so being in the in-between. And so one of them has been the recognition of how fire does destroy and so being in the state of that initiation for me Mm -hmm. was being in the present moment of what truly matters Mm -hmm. so again that being forged in the fire when the fire is at your doorstep what is most important and so with that safety piece you know it's the being. so in this in this way was you know our our fur babies. And yeah. it was, you know, and my husband saying, okay, if there's anything, you know, that you, what, if, what do you want from the house? It was like, I'm what outside. is, I, think I named like a couple things and it was like, otherwise, yeah. you know, this is what matters most is, is, is life. And of course, recognizing that um, it could all be gone in a, in a few moments. And so I was placed, you know, into those fires of, you um, Trust and surrender. Mm. Trust and surrender. So now, having learned, of course, that everything is safe and okay, there's obviously many logistical things. Is the water safe? Can we drink this? The land, the, all these precautions. And then, when I go forward, I feel that the next part becomes this sword of protecting the sacred. Of where am I here to contribute on the in the mm. physical? I have been contributing in the energetic with prayers, mm. with divine light, mm. with, with distant healing, with love. Mm. And then there will come the next piece, which is the creative piece or w- how can I help steward to midwife the rebirth of what is going to happen on this precious Island. And for me, that does very much mean, um, continued allyship with my brothers and sisters of hawaiian descent um those of us that live on the island and um supporting for the waterways to be rightly placed back to where they need to be and this is very much in that activism where the spiritual does meet a political which is edgy and (laughs) really intense and it's like that is where the fire really is and i think it's also that recognition then of what is mine to then be, you know, sort of um, in the physical with and the action with. And then again, here's the sword and that sort of discernment too. And what is mine to, you know, uh, work with or support or offer from the energetic mm. uh, ways. And mm-hmm. so I for for me, it's a both and. It's not an either or, but it is that discernment that comes in our into all of our lives of where is our action, where is our energy best utilized? Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is in the stillness and sometimes that is in the action. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is in the silence and sometimes that is in the vocalization. And so I feel like it's a constant sword dance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that you just brought that up because I think that if there's been a way in which I've seen the Magdalene consciousness Really challenging and tempering us in the last few years, it's been around this interface between the personal and the political, between acti- our activism from the heart and how it you you can't you can't avoid having when you're when you're coming from the heart engaging with the whole thing, the whole system. So whether we look at The Me Too movement or the Black Lives Matter movement or, you know, any of the Standing Rock movements or anything that's been on behalf of those who have been suffering at the hands of this regime that we're living in. This what, you know, not to forget this Roman Empire, everybody, that we're still living in.
1: Exactly.
0: It was the same empire that was, by the way, chasing Magdalene and Yeshua and was harassing and murdering their people right? Same empire, we're living in the same system, only now it's 2,000 years more ugly than it was then, because then it was just in its genesis, really. Now we've been grounding and living in this reality of abuse and slavery and hierarchy and greed and all the things that we know so well. And so the Magdalene consciousness was born into that. The seed of it this time around was placed in us 2,000 years ago. And so the sword to me is the sword that's saying, you know, I always think about how the lady of the lake holds the sword. I until, knew you were just gonna say, you know that? I was gonna say that? because I've been really sitting with that yes. image right from the Arthurian yes. legend. It's yes. like the yes. lady so for those of you who don't know in that legend. The sword Excalibur is held by the Lady of the Lake. She is under the lake. She holds the sword under the lake. So the lake is the waters, the deep waters that you were talking about, the deep unconscious, the deep, you know, all of the memnos, memory of the whole world. And she's down there, and the sword only gets raised when one who is worthy and noble of heart comes to hold the sword. I'm going to cry again. And when we think about how the sword has been used in the last 2,000 plus years to maim and to kill and to assert dominance, when the sword as a tool of spiritual evolution is the sword of discernment and can only ever be held by one who is of a Christed heart, that is what the Lady of the Lake safeguards. That's her sacred, sacred, sacred job. And how we have negated her and how we have taken the sword and used it willfully. And that's what all of these movies and books were about, like that Tolkien was writing about, The Lord of the Rings. It's all about this, this perversion of the natural order of things into dominance and submission, you know? And we've been stuck in that story. So we're all being called to hold the sword with a heart of truth, like you said, Like you, but you can't avoid looking at what's happening.
1: We can- I, I just I love how you just shared all of that. Everything, every word is you know an expression of my heart. I I I am with you in that, and it really is the heart. This is why, for you know, for me and our Rose lineage, the sword is an extension of the heart. We think of how the heart comes, you know, the and the meridians come, and yeah. the way in which we offer our hands of love, and how the sword becomes an extension of that. Of how we wield. Our heart power, and this is really Ooh. two key words, feels so important because yeah. the sort the the timeline that we're in, there is a grander misnomer that power is equated with dominance. and control. And we are here as Magdalens to wield this sword, that this is the sword of love and this is the sword of truth and truth will prevail. And so here we are Mm. in this timeline with these fires. The fire is the Mm. epitome of the emotion of rage on one hand, right? The human emotion of rage or anger for where there has been betrayal where there has been injustice where there has been hurt and perversion for quote unquote power yeah so it's like this is not the way of love this is so there's a, a mass initiation mm. of ha- being in these to burn away the distortion, the distortion that power equates, you know, to control and a restoration then of that rebirth that is <laughs> that beautiful, uh, you know, lady of the lake waters, that this is the other part of the equation, that it's the grail, yeah. it is womb. And so it's then, this links all the way to the very beginning, These mm. the core of the earth, and these inner earth waters Mm. that hold the intelligence and the true power of love on this planet. Mm. And when we think of that, right, when we think of these inner earth waters that is a part of this dragon consciousness, there's the waters of birth, right? Death can happen through fire, but it is always, always going to be, too, a birth that somehow comes with the water. So I feel like there's this deep interplay with the fires and the waters right now and how there mm-hmm. ha- there's been ways of how um you know like the ancient 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 ones being of different you know collectives or indigenous tribes of the fire of the water of the elements and yes. how there's been the these rifts so this is a part of that healing between the fire and the water mm-hmm. and, and there- within our own selves as well so it's 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 massive mm. and it becomes this incredible initiation and invitation for all of us to ask ourselves those questions you know what does it mean for me to hold this sword how can I take it and not only just is it you know using to protect the sacred outwardly, but then, of (laughs) course, inwardly and bringing all of what we've just shared into our own selves. Where in me does this need to extract? Where does the patriarchy live inside that needs to be alchemized? What beliefs of my own self have need to be shifted so that I can be, you know, reborn? These, These big questions that very much are grail questions to initiate us to mm. really live as magdalene to live as yes. consciousness that is both divine and human and as you well know this is the journey that we are on to yeah. live as both
0: Ooh, well i, I <laughs> no, no small feat you know and and i i want to I guess the bridge that I would make to all of this from what you just shared, my love, because it's, you know, truly we could talk about this for many, many hours with what we have spanned in this one conversation in a few minutes. But the piece that I'm really standing with is, is that the way I might put it is there is a massive awakening initiation occurring. And we've known this. This is not news to us, but in earth terms, mm-hmm. We are really at the very beginning of this awakening out of the ages of, of complete amnesia. And I think it's very interesting because I was sitting with one of the Gnostic terms that I love, which is called anamnesis. And anamnesis talks about basically is the remembrance that the divine is within you. It's the remembrance that this beautiful divine lives within you and the forgetting. That we have been in the last 2000 years that has been very strategically forgotten, by the way, because it's been actually terrified out of us, tortured out of us, abused out of us. It's not like we, oops, just forgot. It's actually been a strategic part of that system to make us think that we're not divine. And we can't get into the whole reason as to why that would be, but let's just know that that's what's real. And what the remembrance is, is that, you know, the amnesia becomes anamnesis, the same root, right? Forgetting and remembrance, isn't that fascinating? Latin, same root. But the remembrance is what's waking up inside of us. And the remembrance is coming through our will- our willingness and our ability to be with the appearance of destruction on our planet and to hold it as such, but not get lost within it and forget that we are more than that, that we actually have choice within it. And that is the Magdalene consciousness. And it is absolutely, what can I say, rigorous to try to do this in this moment in history. I really, I bow down to all of us who are attempting it because this is not easy work to be able to be with what is and not get swallowed up by the terror of it all and to hold the love for all the things that are happening, to stand up with the sort of truth where you need to, but to stay in love. Holy shit. That's all I got to say. That is no small task. Like when I really break it down, when I'm teaching and I know you do the same thing, it's like, no, this is, this is like hardcore to do all of that in one go. It's much easier to just blame and project and make everybody else the problem it's not, it's, this is not an easy path. And, and I think the Magdalene is, you know, we we joked about it before we came online, but you know, she's, she's kind of a. I she's a bit of a bossy broad, honestly. She's a bit bossy. I find her a bit bossy. She's like, get on with it now. Like she doesn't, she's kind of, she's got fire, there's fire in this energy, fire and water, right? It's that alchemy. She's got a lot of tenderness, but a lot of ferocity. And I think for those of us who are really called to awaken the heart, We're in a ride. So Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to, there's something else I want to just, I know we don't have much time left today, but I want to jump in with something with you because I know this is an area that you speak about a lot. And we're also in a massive rebirth cycle with Venus right now. Mm -hmm. Venus has been retrograde in Leo, in the underworld since Magdalene Feast Day. No coincidence there, ladies. And is about to go direct. She's about to get up again and go direct and she's going to be in Leo for the next 19 months. Once we get to like, I think September 4th, right? So I am curious because you hold such wisdom around the Venusian journey. What's this next iteration bringing for us? Oh, wow. Yeah. Like what do you see when you see Venus in Leo coming as the morning star going, Hey, hey, next night, next 19 months is a big focus on what? <laughs>
1: This is just it. It is exactly a part of what we've been speaking I, yeah, about. Yeah,
0: that's so right. When we
1: look to, so when we look to, the, we've, we've just completed, <clears throat> out of the eight-year cycle mm-hmm. of that, that <clears throat> we commenced, <clears throat> we have just, uh, some years ago, we have just completed uh, two pedals, and we're going into this next third pedal- oh within the five, which is in an eight year. So we don't have time to get into all of that right now, but to just know, because <laughs> it's a whole study into and of itself, but to know that when we look to an eight year cycle, that which has commenced on twenty uh, June 3, 4 of 2020, and that goes for eight years, right now we have just, and that, and if we think about that time, every single petal, Within mm-hmm. five petals, within an eight-year cycle, and this is the the journey of Venus in the celestial realm from our perspective on Earth. She forms a, a celestial rose mm-hmm. pentagram in the sky. So we're just now commencing this third petal, and it will always begin with the morning star, and that is the initiatrix energy. Yeah, and for me, what has been I can distinguish as the two main phases which we've just completed the evening star phase so for those of you who don't know just so that you do the evening stars when we see her in the evening sky the morning stars when we see her in the morning so she is still retrograde she has made her first appearance to come right. forth for light as the morning star for those of you that can see her in the east this energy heralds that think of that her connection is with the sun so she has more solar energy. It's the solar feminine, and how I distinguish the two phases is that the morning star, well, let's go to the evening star, which we've just completed, is Hathor. It That's is the right. energy of Hathor, and in her expression, then to come forth in the morning star is that of Sekhmet. So it's like double time. We've it's Sekhmet oh, yeah. energy. It's Leo. Leo is the only zodiac sign that is ruled by the sun so we've got like this this double (laughs) amplification of the queen of the fire of the energy the lioness queen and speaking of primordial i mean the lioness that is here that knows when to purr and when to roar yeah to rest when to hunt when to protect when to relax And so this timeline, notice how morning star energy always is connected with political things that are taking place. It is very much a time where this is the descent. So this is the moment right now where in the mythology of Inanna and Arishkigal, she puts her ear when she hears the great below. She's being called, she's being summoned by her other half, by her sister, however you would like to visualize Arishkagel as the queen of the underworld. And it's go time. We are about to go through you know, some major ooh, descent journeys to release, to lay down, to offer up so that we can truly be who we have come here to be Mm. personally and collectively. So it's, you know, as you were saying, it's, (laughs) it's go time. It's like, like it or not, these are the energies that are here. And instead of resisting, how can we really be in resonance with and align? And it doesn't always have to be even with the intensity. There's a way where when we bring Mm. forth, trust and surrender oh that there can be ease and there can be grace and
0: Mm. that's
1: part of the great mystery as well so I think that it is very important for me for you for all of us to recognize that this is the moment where we get to choose she has not made her first descent through the gates yet um what date is that I mean it's going to be So there's a couple, I mean, we had the very first one, which in a way I like to view this, it was August 15th. And I love to view it as the way. Just just after
0: the Kazemi, right? It was just after the Kazemi. It was
1: just after. And so that that was a Venus moon conjunction that very much connects in the way of remaining what I like to call at the soul star. So it's like this preparation. And then there's going to be, the next initiation, and that's going to be a time where she's going to descend down to the place of the crown. So in Inanna's journey, this is where she comes forth to be asked to take off her crown. And so it's a way where we get to go, oh, how am I not in my sovereign self? How am I not connected to my divinity? And so that's going to take place on September, interestingly enough, the 11th.
0: Wow, nine eleven, of course. Yes. That's some that's an iconic day as well. So you know this is something that um is the that, that, that this Yeah, this is what that Achintia teaches on. You might have gathered that, that there's a big part of her teaching. And for all of us who are within the lineages of the Magdalene and the the Venus Rose, the Sacred Rose, there's some aspect of this teaching that comes through in all of it. So, for example, there's no mistaking that we pulled the sword today from the third petal of the Sovereign Queen who is rising. Okay, so... (laughs) So, the overlays are really clear, right? And the initiation is on. Now, one thing I will say to you all is you can follow along on this because we'll be in this conversation, no doubt, because it will be the one that's dominating the conversation because it's what's going to be going on. But remember, she's in Leo. And Leo is all about your self-expression, my loves. It's about the beauty of who you are. It's about the shining, shining the brightness of your genius into the world. Leo is full self-expression, unapologetically. That's all Leo is really here to be, to be that star. And not in the egoic sense, but in the true genius sense. So really this underground journey that we're going on is about reclaiming that. It's reclaiming that essence of the divine innocence that is the lion heart, the noble heart, the generous heart, the, the, the place where we say, I'm done with pretending to be this part or this part. I'd like to be more of my authentic, true self. Leo is actually to do with authenticity and intimacy. That's what Leo's energy really wants and i'm saying that as a
1: leo yeah i was gonna say for all of you that don't know
0: (laughs) for all of you that don't know you know and 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 p.s with venus in leo so i'm like i'm I'm in it i'm in it over here right But it's a beautiful reframing of this energy that we need. We need this renewal. And so this is a shedding of all the roles that you don't want to play anymore. That's what it's about. Because really, you're getting a new movie and a new script and a potential new role to play in your life. Yes. Right?
1: (laughs) And may I add with that exquisiteness that you have shared for all of us that this comes down to the place of the heart, yeah. the lioness heart, the courage, the courage. So it is the invitation and the initiation for us to very much then extract the shackles, the ways we have constrained our own heart, and uh. to very much allow for the truth of your heart to be set free, to uh. focus to sing to express to be the as you said authentic to be the authentic truth of who you are and who doesn't want more of that
0: (laughs) well And, and that's the truth right because that's where we start to make choices to create a world you know that we really want to live in that's how we'll do it is by being more of ourselves more authentic and more real and I know that that's everything to do with what you teach and everything that you offer. And that's where we align so deeply inside the mystery schools. Cause really a mystery school is, is, is a school that helps you to know yourself. That's what mystery schools are to know yourself, not as the ego personality you are, but as the, as the essence of who you actually are underneath that. So I, I, God, I love this conversation. Thank you so much, Achintia. I know all of you want more. So I'm sure I will be bringing chintia back to speak more about that. Maybe we'll have another podcast episode that's just about the Venus Rose from your perspective because we've had a few other people speak to it from theirs, but it's always fascinating for me to get the different interpretations of how we work with this since we're going to be going into this cycle. If you also might be feeling, and I'll just drop this other piece in here, we've also had a massive shift in terms of the North and South nodes of the moon. So if you're noticing something else really, Like you're not in Kansas anymore, loves. It's because we've also got an Aries-Libra north and south node going on where we were in Taurus-Scorpio and now we're shifted. So the concern of our lunar nodes is very different. So all of our eclipses going forward are going to be focusing on the, in very short, the energy between the relational, getting everybody's needs met and the harmony of Libra and the individuality and fire and passion of Aries. So you're going to notice the shift in where you're going to have to make some adjustments about your boundaries, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my very short form of what that nodal point is. I'll be talking about that more in, in the next, um in an upcoming podcast episode for this season. So stay tuned for that if you're curious to learn more. Achintia, last thoughts. What would you like to leave everybody with today?
1: Oh, well, it's really what's just coming to mind is everything that you just said with the lunar or with the with the noodle shifts of the moon. I was like, oh, and there's a whole I know, right? <laughs> the whole thread there. But what I will say that is fascinating about that to complete with is that that south node is in Libra, which is ruled by Venus. And so, then we look to Venus as the morning star and in Leo. So, it's this beautiful invitation to get very much in tune with relating. And there are relationships that are near, that are close to heart, the relationships that need tending to, that re-evaluation, relationships from the past, Potential healings, completions, and really bringing that sacred fire for where we are being initiated in each of our lives. And very much this comes oh, that energy of the warrioress Aries to then again hold this sword.
0: I know, the right?
1: Of love, <laughs> true power, and discernment, and to wield it well for you in your lives all of you that are listening and as i think of this as we doing as we do this collectively that it's like mm-hmm. we can do two things we can hold that sword up together so that all of the tips are touching together mm-hmm. and we vow to walk the way of love and then we bring them down 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 to the earth and we hold the handle of the sword mm-hmm. with the tip down to the earth and we bring forth that energetic together a global sisterhood brotherhood humanhood Mm. where that sword is going to touch energetically to the core of the earth Mm. she is changing from iron to gold and to be in the depths of prayer and openness and receptivity to be guided and to allow for the great power of light and love to support every step of the way in this grand initiation that we are all in together. And so it is.
0: And so it is. Thank you for that beautiful prayer. Blessed mm. B. So for those of you who would love to learn more about Chintia, as I said, all her information is on the show notes. And I just want to take a moment to weave my heart to all of yours and just say thank you for being here. It's such an amazing opportunity to be in an intimate situation with you all through the audio. I love it. You know, I love it you want to comment around this podcast episode please do so you can find links to that on instagram on facebook and then on spotify so um blessed be to everybody for being here and i'll be back with you very soon for another wonderful episode but until then many blessings thanks i want to thank you for listening to this episode of the red podcast an honor to have you here with us as red women we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution birthing new worlds into being through our bodies our hearts our minds and our beautiful presence If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website elaine.kalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you if you loved this episode to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings.